Welcome, my friends, to Scrime Your of the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems. And Dennis, may I be the first to, to wish you a very happy new year? Oh, thank you. Yeah, we just missed the New Year's Eve episode. Like, wait, sorry, this is our first episode of New Year just. Yeah. I'm surprised that it's been... I mean, we're recording this on the 6th. I'm surprised that you're letting me be the first person to... Does that mean you're rejecting all the other people who have said Happy New Year to you? Yep. All not well, non-canon. They're all non-canon. The only one that counts is me saying Happy New Year to you. Six um, days in. <laughs> Dennis... I hope 2021 brings you all the all the joy and happiness and 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 also safety that you're that you could hope to have. It's not often that you wish that. I mean, I, I suppose you do say, "I have a safe new year, I have a safe year," and that sort of stuff. I don't but think like, you do say that. That's weird. That sounds like a threat. I'm not threatening you. I like, think right, enough, right, there are you, enough if, threats if, to your if, safety if you, in the world as it is, Dennis. If you came to my house to like have a drink or whatever, yeah. and then you were leaving, and I was like, "Huh, have a safe ride home." You'd be like, "He's ripping my car to explode." I say that all the time. Mm. I do. Mm. Like I say, I say to people, stay safe. Stay safe I, generically is fine. Yeah, well, have a safe trip or get, get home safe. But like that if, you're take, if you're taking the subway home, I was like, have a safe trip on the L train. No, I don't, I'm not looking the into 310 that. The 310 to Okay, <laughs> Dennis. I mean, if you're saying it in that tone of voice, yes, I'd start being <laughs> suspicious. But that's not what I said to you. I didn't say, Dennis, may I wish you a very safe new year. I was just, I was wishing yeah, happiness, health, prosperity, and safety just in a general sense, you yeah, know? Um, yeah, you know, may your... Thumbs remain intact throughout the first couple of months of the year. You know, normal stuff. Oh dear. Well, I hope every part of I hope every part of your body stays. Yeah, see now it's threatening. There you go. There you go. Anyway. No, look, happy new year, everyone. Um I don't wanna let's let's just be careful. Let's not touch anything. Uh, mm-hmm. it seems to be going okay so far. Touch wood, but let's uh look, let's ma, not- no hands. Yeah. Well bad. Let's put our let's have both hands on the uh on the handlebars at all times uh, in the coming weeks and months because you never know. Anyway, we're very excited to bring you another year of Scrimey River. Um, season three? We, we, season, I guess, is it? Can we all go back and retroactively break the show into seasons? I like having seasons. Well, we did. We already did. With You said that like the second year, like from the show's birthday, is the second season. So this, so this is what, episode 11 of season two? Something like that, exactly. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's do, is, is, our, is our podcast intro music um, done by, is Joe Kim, how, what is Joe Kim Karud's relationship with his daughter and beans i just want to yeah, get that i don't right know what i don't know what joe kim Corrine's position joe, do you know the, the like what that was a that was a, an interesting sort of confluence of factors so for those of you who missed the the bean dad um contra controversy on twitter john roderick of the long winters right told a very obviously made up like a very that happened story mm-hmm. right about uh, his child not being able to open a can of beans and him just not opening the can for the child until the child figured out how to do it herself. Which and was kind of like- insinuating that the child acting helpless at the age of six was a manipulation technique and not her being six. Yeah, and also just there was a bunch of stuff in there about how, you know, I, look, I look, I don't know enough about the situation. A lot of the story sounded made up made up as well, as though he was, well, not made up necessarily, but like aggrandized, like he was mm-hmm. making a, a bigger thing out of it than it was. Anyway, people didn't like that, which is fair enough because, I mean, it's, you know, borders on child abuse. And it, makes him look, it makes him look like a bad dad at the very least. At the, ver- at the barest minimum, it's bad parenting, right? But you know, it's a lot, a lot worse than that, Dennis, is being made to look like a bad parent on Twitter, just having a whole lot of like anti-Semitism throughout years mm-hmm. of your news feed. This guy just hated Jews, apparently. And oh there's a lot God. of stuff. In there. a, lot of his, a lot of his defenders were like, oh, it's a joke. It's like, well, if it's a joke, one, it wasn't funny. And two, he told it for a long, a long, long time. time. <laughs> um, but do you, know what's, do you know what's interesting about this for, for me on a personal level is that I've been a huge fan of his music for a very long time, mm. like over a decade. 
And I also have been, of course, a huge fan of Mabimbam, which famously uses... I already thought you were going to say, I've been a huge fan of Jews that whole time too, so this just doesn't gel for me. (laughs) I've been a huge fan of Mabimbam, which obviously used one of his songs, Mm -hmm. right? Until very recently. Um, Until very recently. They've changed it, obviously. But um, no, look, maybe we have to do our due diligence on Joachim. I don't know, because we use a lot of Joachim Karut here, and I do not want to have to re-record that intro. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, Joachim, if you're out there, mate, if you, you know, if your daughter comes to you, ask me for a tin of beans, I will ask you, please, mate, just give her the beans. Give her the here's, beans. Put, here's a, here's come a back fun, to a jigsaw puzzle. Here's a fun question, Riley. So, lo, uh, limited resources. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would say colleagues, like, you know, um, contemporaries of ours. In yeah, terms of they're, podcasts, on they're, the same the, size. they're on a higher floor in the building. Ah, same no. building, though. Okay, yeah, r- roughly, yeah, roughly equitable, sure. Any, any, anyone out there, any scryhards out there, can mm. you tell me in the Discord, um, what's it, bit.ly slash, it's Riley's Discord? Join Riley's Discord. Yep. Join Riley's Discord? Yep. What was the song that Limited, uh, that, uh, Limited Resources used to use for their podcast intro before they had their own one? It was by a Scottish band, wasn't it? No, there's two. No. There's oh, one they used as the intro, and yeah. the real, the real old school fan yeah. is what song did they use for the outro? I remember this when I first started listening, like mm-hmm. back at, I think I listened to the first episode I listened to was like a, episode 130 around that. I It'll think. clue you in as to why I started listening to the podcast. Oh, really? Was it Muse? It is. It's Uprising. It's oh, was it really song. Muse? Yeah. Oh, a shot in the dark and he got it. Oh, Riley Knight coming in hot. That's great. There you go. And the, um, um, the other song, I believe, is yeah. Quiet Little Voices. It's a We Were Promised Jetpack song. Okay. Nice. There you go. Well... Uh, in any case, look, Joachim Crud, let's hope he keeps his nose clean and mm. uh, and uh, we will be using his music hopefully for a very long time in the future. By the way, massive shout out to Joachim Crud. I mean, fantastic music. Well, let's not double down on that just yet. Now yeah, I'm okay, let's now. be careful. <laughs> let's do our due diligence and then, and then we'll give him the massive shout outs. I, what I can say about this, and look, I'll say this about John Roderick as well. Great music. Sure. Right, great music. I'm not going I'm, I'm to offer too many more uh, positive opinions on the man apart from that, but he did know how to put a tune together. But you know that's that's where that's where my praise for that uh, for that fella ends here. But Joe Kim Karad, we'll have to do our due diligence and uh, and see what his his bean situation is, Dennis. Before we say anything further, huh? Speaking of beans and bean counting, Riley, we got to pay yep. the piper. We do have to pay the piper. Do, now, do we pay them with beans? Uh, not to my knowledge. No. Have you, I, I thought it was the other way around. Do you not get? Did you not get your bean shipment this quarter? Yeah, that I, I don't receive a a paycheck from Channel Fireball for this. I receive a soggy envelope full of beans. That would be. I mean, that sounds great, honestly. <laughs> I wonder how often someone who is described as a bean counter actually counts beans. I bet they make jokes about it all the time in the baked bean and coffee industry. If you're an an accountant for Nespresso, oh. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to ask my brother about this. I'll I'll report back. I'll ask my brother about how deep the – because my brother's an actual bean counter. Like, he's 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 an accountant. He's he's He's, not an actual bean counter. No, he doesn't count beans. He counts beans in a figurative sense. Not a literal one, but I'll ask him how deep the bean law goes within the accounting, accountancy department. Anyway, let's do the accountancy fa- uh, department of Channel Fireball some favours here and uh, flog some of the nonsense they're, uh, they're selling at the moment. What's going on, Dennis? Tell us. Two things, really. Two things. Only two, two things. things available for, t- for sale at channelfireball.com. This is it. That's an interesting model for a website for an e-commerce store, actually, just straight up. Just two things? Just w- or one thing. Yeah. I mean, there, there are, are shops every, like that. You yeah. go past shops. If you're walking down a, a, a shopping street, right, and you go past somewhere and they've got hardly any stuff out, you know it's too expensive. Mm-hmm. And then you go past like, you know, the, the $2 bargain bin, uh, you know, the, the shop that has way too many things on the shelves. And you know, ah, the net worth of both of these shops is around the same. You know what's interesting is, uh, if you're, if you, do you know how you know if you're in a restaurant that you can't afford to eat at? 
yeah, the prices aren't aren't on the menu. And you and you and you notice that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If you notice the prices aren't on the menu, you shouldn't be there. You shouldn't <laughs> be there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if you have to ask, it's too much. But you don't have to ask at channelfiber.com because all the prices are both very competitive and also very clearly signposted. I wouldn't list that as a major feature of the website, but I suppose it is technically true that yes, our prices are clearly labeled. No surprise charges. Yeah, it'd be very funny if you're like, oh yes, I'll take oh I'll take this foil thalia. How much will it be? Four dollars, forty dollars? I'll find out. I'll checkout. find out a checkout. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> So the two things right coming up here are the main. It's still down to one. We'll go with the, the go with the high street model. All right, got to get that call time crate. Got to get it. Got to get it. Hundred forty bucks. Hundred thirty nine ninety nine. Sorry, hundred thirty nine ninety nine. Don't oversell it, really. Hundred thirty nine. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't want to scare people away by yeah. uh, by putting a four in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get a call time set booster box. Those are spicy. There's a lot of lot of good there, stuff in them. There are places that are selling those for hundred thirty nine ninety nine. Okay, well, so Channel Fireball's selling them at market rate. That's fair. And you get yourself a little plane. Oh, there's more. A little deck box. We're Billy Mays up in here, but wait, there's more. Some foil lands. Oh, my goodness me. A foil Path to Exile. Two non-foil Path to Exiles. A foil Mutavolt. A foil Soul Ring. Two foil Lightning Bolts. $139.99. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. And, of course, if you use the coupon code NIGHT at checkout, it's a great way to support half of this podcast and all the rest of the content that I make. And let me tell you, you are supporting the half that matters, my friends. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I never get paid for the smart code anyway, so. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know. I don't know why that's a right. I don't know why that's the, you know, let's, let's actually, I've got a bone to pick with the bean counters at channelfiber.com because they've made that my problem. Because they just pay you for the they whole They just amount. pay me 100% of the smart thing, and I'm expected to give you 50% of it, which I will, Dennis, but, I mean, for processing keep, keep times. Keep offering. It just doesn't seem to happen. I don't know. Fees involved with it as well. I mean, i got to get my bean counters on it, Dennis, and they're not very good at counting beans, I can tell you that much. I wouldn't think so. They come from the Riley Knight School of Bean Counting, which is a lot, not next many. To, next, to the, next to the Stormtrooper School of Shooting and the Dennis Rainx School of Analogies. Oh, my goodness. Let's, let's, um, we got to come back to, we got to talk about Apex Legends, Dennis. We got to talk about Apex Legends. That's down the road. Hang on. Get me that, your that, greens that, first. That's, that's coming up in Charizard Me River. There was the one other thing I wanted to address because it's something oh, that you, you reminded me of when you said, I said, don't put a four in the title. Did you see that thing on Twitter where the guy went to buy liquor at a liquor store? No. And the, the person asked them for their ID. Yeah. And they go, here it is. And they go, oh, that's fine. And they go, oh, you didn't even look at it. And he's like, yeah, but I saw it. And they're like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, I saw your birthday has it starts with a one. Okay. As in the year starts with a one. So you are 21 years old. Oh, the year. I thought you were saying like as in like it's- The 11th. Uh, no, no, no. Like, no, the no, like the first or something. The year starts with a one. So if you're not, if it's 1990, if you were born in 1999- You are 21 now. You are 21. At, at, at a minimum. Yeah. Yeah. That's upsetting. It's like, oh, yeah, sorry. You, yeah, you just, have to be 21. You were born in the last millennium. But, it, but <laughs> it's strange because the year 2000 was only like five years ago. Yeah, it doesn't add up, right? It doesn't. Like, the maths <laughs> don't work out on that. Like, I remember going to Shrek, like, only for the first time. Only, like, it was just- Two weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I don't know what's going <laughs> time on. Time makes fools of us all, but mostly me, Riley, but yeah. mostly you, but most of all me. <laughs> It's it's uh, the slow, steady march towards the reaper's sides, Dennis. It it it, it, it comes from. We're getting very existential up in here. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like a frosty Tuesday, Tuesday Wednesday afternoon, and all of a sudden we're thinking about bloody the you know the the slow march of time. Dennis, let's get silly. Let's get silly. Let's get silly. I want to uh, I want to update you. We had a uh, we had a, a question, a, quite an earnest question that we spent a long time discussing that came in from longtime contributor Jay yeah. Maz. Pokergate. So uh, for those of you who didn't listen to it last week's episode, why? But uh, go back and listen to it. There was a. <laughs> there was. Jamez wrote in and uh, talked about how his, his brother in law, his kid's uncle, had uh, given 
his child, so uh, his uh, James's kids' cousins, right? James's nephew, some, a bunch of fake Pokemon cards, right? Very fancy stuff. We're talking like Gigamax, Charizards, really good stuff. All right? the way, Blue Eyes, Dark Magicians, all the that, stuff. Yeah, the really top shelf stuff. But of course, it was actually bottom shelf because it came from you know presumably a rubbish Chinese uh, print shop somewhere. Anyway. Um, Jamez obviously didn't want his kids playing with or even trading or interacting with fake cards at all and didn't mm. know what to do because the uncle was just like, eh, I don't care, right? And uh, so Jamez wrote in for, our, for to us for advice. We offered a, a range of different solutions. I think we sort of settled on uh, the confrontation has to happen at some point or you can or just- Or may- maybe, you know, you wish your, you wish the brother-in-law a nice boating trip next weekend. <laughs> okay, yeah, buy him a pair of those concrete shoes, Dennis. Yeah. Um, no, or, or uh, uh, otherwise tell your kids and just have the sort of, you know, have it go along the grapevine back to the back to the other kids. Jamie's written in with an update, Dennis, and I'm very excited to find out what's happened. Jamie's writes, thanks, guys, for the discussion on the Christmas Pokergate scandal during the New Year's cast. A quick update. Some of the cards have officially moved from one cousin to another. So the whole it was a gift and he should keep them narrative is out the window. Jamez initially decided like, oh, they're his special cards, we're not going to trade for them. Mm-hmm. Obviously that's in the that's, that's, work in the, around. that's in the bin now. My son, who is five, asked now that they've been traded, can he trade for them? So I decided to just let the cat out of the bag. I said something like, Those cards, while they look cool and your cousin likes them, are printed, they didn't come from packs, they're not real cards, and you're not allowed to use them in a game. You don't want to trade real cards for fake cards. We don't want to make your cousin feel bad, so let's just keep it to ourselves. And if someone wants to trade you for them, just say no thanks. Wow, the Senator Drugs approach. Yeah. He's pretty contemplative and introspective for a five-year-old, and he seemed to get it. It almost felt like he was relieved to learn that he didn't have to be interested in the cards. Actually, that makes a lot of sense now. I want to come back to that. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that it all holds up, but if it doesn't, I feel fine about the potential fallout after hearing the validation from the cast. However, I'm probably going to kick the adult conversation down the road a little further because, frankly, I don't want to deal with it. I don't blame you for that. I don't blame I you for that either. <laughs> it's not uh, gonna be I think this is going to unintentionally cause us to blow up down the grapevine, though. But do you know what I think is something that we didn't think of, Dennis? Let's put ourselves in the shoes of a five-year-old if we can you know, fit them over our enormous feet here. Mm-hmm. The relief in knowing that those cards don't count must be huge. You're five. You've got this little collection of Pokemon cards. All of a sudden, you've been blown out of the water by your cousin who has all these amazing cards. And then your dad tells you, hey, they're not real. You don't have to worry about them. Riley, how long can you watch this kid with his shit-eating grin? I shouldn't say this. This is Gamas' nephew. (laughs) 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 These other kids like six. Flaunt these fake cards. And like in my head, it's like zooming in on Gamas' son's face and like it's turning red. No? You don't think? My dad says they're not real. Yeah, but that's what I'm talking about. It's going to blow up. But but that's fine. Uh, what I'm saying is is James's kid has has the ultimate out. Like I think, and may, I've been rewatching Yu-Gi-Oh recently, so maybe right. I made a line here. I think James has to challenge his brother-in-law to a duel. I think it's the only way to go okay. here. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, I said let's get silly. So let's get silly. This is the only way. This is the only way that you can support. You can you can prove. You need to beat his fake cards with be- your real cards. Exactly. And then and you give James- them to your son, and then your son's like, "My father's deck has no pathetic cards. Exactly. It's all good." Because do you know where James? James, do you know where you're going to go to get those cards? Those real, genuine, 100 percent certifiable magic cards that that came from Wizards of the Coast. You're going to go to channelfiber.com and you're going to use coupon code Knight. And you get the very best cards at the best prices and absolutely crush your brother-in-law into the, the dirt. It's so, the only way. The thing with fake Pokemon cards is, Riley, Go on. they don't have the same coating on the back. This means they don't feel the same. Mm. They don't have the rosette pattern under the loop on the mm. foil sections. 
and they don't have the same tiny little printing under the like the the copyright information at the bottom left corner. And, and the dud, like and the they really don't, and, ones. and they don't have soul. That's the main thing, really. They are missing very. There's I mean, no, I was, yeah. there's no magic in in real Pokemon, in fake Pokemon cards. Well, of course, there's no magic. It's a different game entirely. But there's no real Pokemon's in it either. Yeah, they grind up Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Use that to coat that. That's what the foil coating that's that, is. That's that special. That's that smell. The fresh booster smell of the Pokemon uh, cards. Yeah, it's grind up Clefairies. Yeah, it's, exactly. That's what it is. And you're missing out on that when you buy the fake cards. Honestly, I've seen some fake cards, and they are stinkers. Like there were fake cards that were going around in my primary school when I was a kid, and they were you could tell them a mile off. And I can't imagine mm-hmm. they're all that much different these days when they're just churning them out of you know well, rubbish. I don't know. Apparently, they're really good. Apparently, the magic ones at least are really good. Really. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like every other week, a year ago, there was a Reddit thread that was like, indistinguishable Chinese fakes going to kill Magic the Gathering. And once again, Magic the Gathering, more more lives than a than a, than a cat here. It's just well, nowadays, them. they need to figure out how to fake digital cards. That's the real killer. Yeah, hacking the arena mainframe. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think this will come to a head, and I do want I do want Jamez to update us, but I think well played so far, Jamez. Full marks. Like, you are, you are, this is, I don't know, this is... And a very well-written saga here. I'm enjoying it. Mm. All right, Riley. We've got an update on your rebrand situation, Riley. We've got another update that came in from Squirp. Yes. It came in from got... a fart in the bath here. We. Ha- <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Squirp. I'm so sorry, Squirp. Oh, mate, talking about poos and bums and toilets, it always gets me, dude. Um, no, Squirp has got um, some nits to pick, Dennis. So uh, do you want to read this one out? I regret to inform you that unfortunately someone is wrong on the internet. That that, that can't be true. No, no can't true. lie on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I just can't. You're not allowed to do that. The Merriam-Webster. Okay, here we go. Article you read during the last episode said: <clears throat> When Y forms a diphthong, two vowel sounds joined in one syllable to form one speech sound, such as the oi in toy, the a in day, and the e in monkey, it is also regarded as a vowel. And then you reasonably inferred. That since the second syllable of Riley is similar to the second syllable of monkey, the Y in Riley is a vowel because it's part of a diphthong. Riley and monkey, in fact, have no diphthongs. And I Contrary this, to what Merriam-Webster yeah. indicated. And I thought this at the time, but I'm like, I, I'm not going to go up against a dictionary because I thought a diphthong right. involved two syllables. And I didn't say anything and I regret it because I would have sounded really smart. Anyway, go on. A diphthong by Merriam-Webster's own definition, <laughs> hoisted by their own <laughs> petard. By their own definition, Your Honor, yep. that they link to in the article is a gliding monosyllabic speech sound that starts at or near the articulatory position for one vowel and moves to or toward the position of another. Yep. In other words, the diphthong has two vowel phonemes, sounds, and as with most things in linguistics, the spelling and how many vowels it contains is largely irrelevant to whether the syllable has a diphthong. Yeah. The ends of monkey and Riley both just have the E sound, which is one vowel at a single position distinct from actual, actual diphthongs like toy. To- which goes, it's not, oh, sorry, I misspoke. It's not, it's not syllables, but it's two phonemes. It's two sounds. It goes oi. Yes, toy. Toy. Yeah. Dennis remains right in that the Y is vowel in Riley, and Riley means wrong about it being a constant. I mean, I don't like that. We don't need to keep reading. It's fine. But also the dictionary itself is wrong when saying that in words like monkey and Riley, the reason is that it's a diphthong. And by extension, you are somewhat wrong for trusting an inferior American dictionary. I should have gone straight to Oxford, dude. I should have gone straight to it. No, Macquarie, mate. Australian dictionary, the Macquarie. It's upside down, though. I don't want to do that. Yeah, it's hard to In read. this case, why is a vowel? Because it is at the end of a syllable and forms a single vowel phoneme, E, in combination with the letter E. Yeah. So... you, Everybody look, was right, but also wrong. So, Well, the thing is, you come out of this... Not smelling of roses, but definitely of like some kind of nice flower, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got, you got a good, you got a good stink to you. 
I'm wrong, but I know it. Like I'm That's, saying, is that better? Like, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm leaving it up to the, the the court of public opinion. I know that technically, I should have taken the Y out, right? But then it becomes even less like Riley Knight, and it just it becomes right. RL RL Knigget. Yeah, which doesn't work. And I think one of the reasons it works well for Megan is that she doesn't have an N at the end of her name, a, a vowel at the end of her name. She has an N, Simpson. right? Simpson. Yeah. It would work really well for you as well. Dunus, right? Dunus. But because my name ends in a vowel sound, I think it needs to be there. Anyway, I accept. I accept that in this case, Y is a vowel, I, but I also am standing by the fact that I'm keeping it in there. Riley, did I tell the Dimpus story on the podcast or was that to private, in private to you? The Dimpus story? I told you about Dimpus Legoman. Oh, you have told me about Dimpus Legoman. Well, I mean, you can't not tell the Dimpus Legoman story now. Just in case. <laughs> we were at, I was at a friend's um, stag do, or as you would call it in the US, a stag do. And we were, um, we were at a bar. And the girl came up to us to introduce herself, herself to the group, as I suppose you do, but whatever. And she went around the horn. She's like, hi, my name's Tracy or whatever, let's say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then my friend Sean goes, oh, my name's Sean. She goes, hi, Sean. Oh, my, my name's James. Hi, James. Because me and says, oh, hi, my, my name is Dennis. And she says, Dimpus? And I was like, yep, that's me. <laughs> she was like, that's a strange name. And I was like, why well, you know family name? I'm Dimpus like my father before me. It is all it is. And I just <laughs> never backed out. <laughs> Oh, Dimpus Stranjack. Where did the Legoman come uh, part come from? Oh, that's just because I'm square. Because that you have you have the the body type of a Lego man. Yeah, I, yeah, a hundred percent. I look like a Lego. If you, if you see me walking from behind, I am a square man. Yeah, and Dennis doesn't have articulated fingers. No, like, I, I, have you ever have you ever seen me hold a cup like a Lego man? Yeah, he, that's how he does it. He just so yeah. I do genuinely do that sometimes. And when he types, he just bangs the bottom of his hands against yeah, like the that's, keyboard. That, that's why it's so loud. Right? Let me send you a message real quick. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny two Go things on. one i made the lego hands like the c's yeah a this is an audio podcast yeah but they're gonna B, be able to tell also you couldn't see my hands i can't see your hands on the on that the, was for I, just me a little bit I, for just me I, I, a little bit for just dennis there i love dimpus as a misheard name and i love the fact that she didn't challenge you once you were like yep that's fine that's me like my that's father you. before me see i get that a lot but I, people say real names i'll be like my name's riley we go oh ryan I'm like yep, ryan okay. yeah. or brian is another one i get but, but dimpus I mean, I'd like to apologize to anyone out there who is named Dimpus, but that is just not a real name. Yeah, we might be alienating our Dimpus fans here. What if our Dimpus? What? What if? Oh, what if there is a Dimpus listening who's like, "I'm never. I'm swearing off this podcast. I'm never swearing off this again. podcast." Anyway, he, tur- he turns to his friends, Daniel and Danuary, and he's like, "I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here. Never listen to that." Oh dear. Sorry, Dimpus. Um, vamp demigod also has a scalding hot vowel take. Thank you, Squirt, by the way, for the nitpicking there. I love this kind of nitpicking. I appreciate it. And look, I'll accept being wrong, but I'm glad that I'm not as wrong as a dictionary that has a definition that links to its another definition that contradicts the original definition. That's very good. Anyway. Um, I think I'm all full up on nits for this uh, podcast. I don't think I want any more nitpicking. This, this isn't a nitpick. This is a hot mm. take. Yes. You ready for this one, Vamp Demigod? Hey, Riley, there aren't five vowels. There are seven. Mr. President. <laughs> this is this is unbelievable. There's obviously A, E, I, O, U. Sure. No one's arguing about that. Y, if it forms a diphthong, or as we've discussed, ends a word in a, in a, in a vowel sound. And W. In a few words that the English stole from the Welsh. What English words have W vowels? I don't know, Dennis, but I just like the idea of Riley, English... I'm going to Google it. I just... <laughs> I just like the idea that English raiders crossed the border into Wales and stole the words from them. Uh, I'm worried I've made those portions of the podcast totally unlistenable. I, Dennis, 
It wouldn't be the first time, my friend. Don't <laughs> really? don't even worry about it. I like the idea that the English when like because English pillages other languages wholesale, right? Mm-hmm. But I just like they went to the world like you can't have these words anymore. We're going to have them, and and W is now one of our vowels. In below, the W is working in the team O W, and so the it's a diphthong. Oh, it's a diphthong yeah. there. It's a diphthong. Oh, okay, all right. Went same with went. Wait, no, it went. It's a consonant. I'm mistaken. It's a consonant because it's a word sound. Yeah. So when is it a vowel? Is it I'm not. Do- I don't know if I'm getting on the vamp demigod Welsh W vowel train here. It might be a vowel in Welsh, but I don't. That's that's a that's a longbow to draw here, vamp demigod. Back in old English. Like okay. Well, now we're going okay. 700 years back, so I don't know if this counts. <laughs> oh yeah. What use? What words use W as a vowel in the Welsh language? Okay. Yep, Still yep. spoken in Wales. And a fun fact. In a settlement in Argentina, well, we can go holes within holes here and find out what Argentinians speak. Yeah. Um, check this out, Dennis. Speaking of W's. Do you oh, know the quim. D- it's like quim. Quim? Or coom. Quim what? is actually a very rude square, swear word, I believe. I've never heard these words before. And I apologize. I, be- I, the- I, believe, qui- I believe quim is a... I've misread this word and I believe quim is a swear word. Okay. Well, I apologize to Maria Bartholdi and all the other Welsh, uh, Welsh-speaking listeners here. A um, coom is a steep-walled semicircular basin in a mountain, sometimes containing a lake. It is pronounced... It is spelled C-W-M. Oh, like quum, but it's pronounced coom. Yeah. Okay. That's um, that's interesting, uh, but it doesn't count. Uh, I guess it does count, but how... I mean, how many nits do we want to pick here? No, I'm all full up on nits. That Are you is, ready? My, 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 you, my, my pedantometer is going off here. I'm I want to give you one final amazing W fact, Dennis, before we move on here. Did you know that the the sound, the W sound, used to be pronounced in the word sword? Sword. It used to be a sword. Did you know that there is a settlement or a suburb of Dublin here that is just called Swords? Swords. I've been there. And you were like, why is this place called Swords? Can I tell you what I didn't see? Huh. Swords. Fake no. news. Very, like very, yeah, that's false advertising. The tourism board is working overtime there. They're going to have to think. I mean, I don't know what they changed the name to. Not swords. Not swords. Not swords. Roundabouts, maybe. There's a lot, of, a lot of roundabouts. Hotel airports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of hotel airports. Yeah. Oh, my brother and I stayed in a, in a in a hotel in swords. It was very nice. It was fine. It, would, it was a Holiday Inn or whatever. It was just like a. It was like yeah. The no, it had like some name like the I don't know the Duke of something. I. It wasn't. A, it wasn't the highlight of our um of our Irish holiday to be honest. No, the hotel in Swords. The hotel in Swords. The day before we had to get a flight at six a.m. That wasn't classic. Uh, no, that wasn't great. Anyway, right, I got a bit of a change of pace for you here. Yeah, we've it's got like an not, actual. Yeah, we're not used to this in the podcast. No, this is a this is a, a bold new direction for us for twenty twenty one. We've decided to actually solicit an answer. Advice questions to do with mm. the popular children's card game, Magic the Gathering. And we've got a question for you right now. Dennis, what have we got? We've got a question here from Alawin, Riley. Now, how many vowels does this name have in it? A-L-L-U-W-Y-N. Yeah, so so four. Anywhere yeah. from two to four. Anywhere, yeah. between, anywhere two to four, depending on, uh, depending on how you and count. And if I yeah. squint, those two L's look a little bit like a W, and I think that might be worth a point at this stage. It's all vowels. It's vowels all the way down. Anyway, what have we got from Alawin? Long time, first time. I need your help, R&D, which is an abbreviation I like for the two of us quite a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have no idea who else to go to. Right, I haven't read this question yet, and I'm already excited. Oh, because yeah. I see three three of my favorite words, two of which are capitalized. Yes, of Legends and League. Yeah, I have a friend of whom I play both Magic and League of Legends. I care for this friend dearly and introduce both games to him as a way for us to deepen our relationship having fun together. This just sounds like me and you, Riley. I, when I first read this, I was like, this is, I, this is a juke. This is a this gaff, is a, yeah. This is a setup about Dennis and I, yeah, yeah. 
All was awesome and fun for a while, but I fear something inside of him has taken over his enjoyment of both games. Oh no. He's become very adept at both games rather quickly, building decks and winning plenty of games with my local and safe ADH group, and he's even begun to climb the ranked ladder in League. And you, Riley, as anyone knows, the when you're beginning to play League, the ranked is like a nightmare. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, I know that even like even you, someone a, a pretty you know solid player, like you're only in the middling like, range. Sil- I mean, like silver two. <laughs> like- yeah, so it, it's it's tough. Um, but this quick success has led him to become prone to tilting quickly and becoming salty during almost every interaction we have gaming now. And when it wasn't that way in the beginning. Being overly critical and harsh towards everyone's decisions in both of the playgroups and treating others with an intense attitude of elitism because they haven't attempted to climb in ranked league are just no some good. of the hurts that I'm going through with him currently. No good. Riley, we had a discussion about this this morning, so this is actually quite yeah. pertinent. Yeah, yeah, we're going to tie this into stuff that uh, we talked about today, yeah. While he is not like this outside of competitive gaming, and we all enjoy his company any other time, is there a way that I can bring this attitude to his attention? How can I let him know in a caring way that we, as his friends, need him to either relax during our gaming time together or approach us differently if he truly wants us to join him on his level? I don't want to lose a friend over silly games, and I understand that these games, especially League, can be very taxing mentally and frustrating, but I just did not expect him to be so toxic as a gamer. The problem wow. with League really is the time investment, dude. Like, games last 50 minutes. Yeah. Or like, yeah. B- between QE and Samsung Select, that's the yeah. real tilt. Yeah. Yeah. I am ready to accept that I am not as good as him. I understand that. I am ready to accept that I'm being overly sensitive when it comes to his criticisms. A lot of self-awareness here. I, and I think, I think, not, I think even, overshooting a little, I think, yeah, as well. Yeah, with, with that one as well, yeah. But if we're supposed to be having fun together, why do we end the night feeling so berated? And how can I let him know that he's hurting us and Sue may no longer have a group to play with? Thanks for your consideration, everyone. This is a real-ass question. It's actually really, really tough, this question. It's it's really hard, and, and I don't think it's I don't think this is something that is limited to, to a game like League or Magic. And I think but I think as you say, Dennis, in particular, League exacerbates stuff like this because of the high, high level of investment that League requires. I think like we should talk about this. You and I had this discussion this morning. It wasn't quite the to the sort of. Oh, it was on the same spectrum, not definitely the same. Sort we of, talked about this though. Like, we did. Up, we did have a very similar situation. So Dennis and I, as we've talked about, have been playing Apex Legends. Now I'm not very good at shooters, and I went into Apex because it was a game that actually allowed you to be kind of bad at shooters and still have mm-hmm. a really good time, right? And so Dennis and I have played a lot recently. And Dennis, I'm going to check on Steam what my number for playing Apex is because it's almost entirely with you. Yeah, it's like, 69.3 hours. Yeah, I'm I'm around the same as well. Yeah, right. So we played we've played a lot, and I have maybe improved a little bit, not by much, certainly not by much. But Dennis has gotten a lot better. I mean, Dennis has played a lot of Apex uh, previously, which has certainly helped. Yeah, but the probably big, about 70 or 80 hours on PC. Yeah, the big level up console. The big level up that Dennis found was when he plugged in his PlayStation controller into his computer, and now all of a sudden he is just he is hitting shots. He is on top of things. He's got that and I know, momentum. I know that's suboptimal. I know the mouse has better one to one movement and but a better turn radius. You go and check out a bunch of the highest level Apex streamers, and they're using controllers, and I don't understand it. I think it's a comfort thing, and I don't I, mean that. I, I don't mean I, I don't mean that in like I'm used to it. I mean an ergonomic. Yeah. Like, I, I like, think that probably has something to do with it. This is something sure. I've never understood in the PC elite, you know, PC mm. master race version of, you know, gaming. Like the mouse and keyboard is just less. Consoles are built for video games. Yeah. Yeah. Keyboards are built for Excel and yeah. word processing. Yep. You can argue that a mouse is more responsive than a keyboard for aiming in a first person shooter. I, I don't think you can argue that. I think it just is the case. Yeah, because it's one to one. Yep. But a keyboard is terrible. <laughs> like, I hate it. I, I, my like, shooting I, hasn't improved that much. Honestly, it's my movement has improved massively. With the, I think your aiming is 
is maybe it's not any worse. I'll but put the thing it that for way. me is, is I played a lot of Call of Duty and yeah. a lot of I played a lot of Overwatch console too. Yeah. When I was a teenager. Yeah. And playing on a controller gave, uh, unlocked like a decade of heuristics for me, basically. Yeah, exactly. You've just got a lot of you've just ground a lot of XP. Whereas I have never really played shooters all that much. I played and, a bit of and we went from we went from this position where you and I, if we encountered another duo, we're like, yeah. ah, we're probably boned here. <laughs> like we're probably dead. To that not really being the case, like. Yes. But I still felt so, a lot of time, like, if I died, we were probably dead. Yes. And what was happening was Dennis, Dennis, the reason, sorry, to tie it back to what we're talking about here, Dennis has, Dennis is just better than me at, at Apex Legends. And this started causing a little bit of tension, a little bit of friction between us when we were playing, because I felt that I was being, I felt that, well, there were a couple of things that I was feeling. I felt a little bit guilty because I was dragging Dennis down, right? So I felt mm-hmm. like I'd need to lift. But then I was also getting frustrated because I also felt that we were playing on a different, on different terms to how we'd started, which was just like mucking around, having fun and, and, and being silly, which we then, after discussing, went back to kind of doing and, and it was and it was much better. And as a result, my confidence lifted and I started hitting shots. And so, you know, that was that, that sort of that there was a positive feedback loop that helped there. But Dennis and I had to stop and actually have this discussion. Now, Dennis mm-hmm. and I are very close. We know each other very well and we were able to have the discussion in a pretty constructive way. But it's not an easy thing to do to go to well, someone and be like, hey, you're better than me and it, I, I'm not enjoying it. Can I share some behind the scenes with you? Uh, you certainly can. I went into the other room this morning and was like, man, Riley and I are having a bit of a, uh, an argument. She's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, like Riley's not as good as I am as at Apex Legends. And mm. I was like, and by the way, for everyone listening at home, I'm not good. No, you're just, better than, you're just better than me. Yeah, I'm not like, this is not like Dennis is challenger one in league and Riley's in bronze two. This yeah. is like Dennis has played more shooters than Riley yeah. end of. Dennis is like gold and I'm like bronze, basically. Ian, I think that's even too big. But anyway. Sure. Um, I was like, and like, I was like, yeah, and like, he's not really having fun because I'm trying to take it more seriously. And I was like, but I don't think I'm being like particularly like sweaty or tryhardy about it. I just want to feel like we have agency in the game. Yeah. And Nikki was like, Dennis, you're just being a dickhead. And I was like, what? <laughs> she was like, I'm 100% with Riley on this one. You're supposed to be playing it to have fun. Mm. What are you talking about? And I was like, gah, okay. And I went back in and I was like, maybe I'm being a bit of a dickhead. Mm. But, um, the problem with me is, the problem for me was that I was not having fun just dicking around as yeah. much because yeah. i felt like we'd gotten to the bottom of the dicking well that and that yeah yeah that's which fair. i think is the name of this podcast episode <laughs> <laughs> oh yes indeed very good the bottom of the dicking well episode number 63 yep go on sorry um and i wanted and like i wasn't like let's play ranked like i've even been like there's a ranked mode in the game no, but we're not even there. You're just like, hey, let's move on, people. Let's engage. Let's actually yes. start. Whereas I'm like, ooh, loot simulator. Yeah. And then I'm like, Riley just kind of wants to play Minecraft or whatever. And a little bit. There's, there's elements of that, yeah. And that's fine. But I've unlocked actually, this other part of the game that I actually enjoy. I'm, I'm going to characterize what I actually do. And I, I just play super defensively. I just yes. like I like playing Rampart. I like playing heroes that you can turtle up and just be like, I'll wait for them to come to us. And this is not the best way to play. It's not. It, I also don't think it's the most fun way to play. I enjoy it, but I I take your point. Like, there's no, I, it's just a when you When you first start playing a battle royale, and especially because there's characters like Rampart that you do at Apex, you're basically playing it like a survival horror game <laughs> where yeah. the other the other players might as well be like monsters and you're just hiding from them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that is a very, very good way to come third or fourth mm-hmm. and an untenable way to come first, yep. basically. Yep, 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 yep. So that's where we're at. And I was, and I didn't have any, but I didn't have any meaningful feedback for you. I was like, you should try to be like more situationally aware and like mm. try to use your abilities more. But mostly it was like, try to click on people. Yeah, just better. click on people. <laughs> like I was just losing one to one gunfights that I should have been winning because Dennis had already like got them to half health. And then they got two shots on me and I got one shot on them and that was it. Right. And that's, and mm. that's just, it's, it's just bad. And, but the real, the thing that got me out of that, 
right? Let's bring it back to the question here. The thing that got me out of it, because Dennis and I had a sort of a microcosm of this larger issue. Right, and you're you're in Alwyn's position here. I'm in his friend's position. Yes. The thing that got me out of it was, I think, having that little break to reflect. And this is a very small thing, and you're going to need to do something much bigger. But having that small break where we went away and reflected on it, right? I I mean, I went away at the same time when you went away, because, you know, I went and chatted with Megan for a little bit. And I came back and I'm like, I just need to chill out. Like one thing that is affecting my performance here is the fact that I think I'm having a bad time. I think that Dennis is having a bad time and I just need to enjoy this for the game that it is. And if I can't keep pace with Dennis, I need to do what I can to at least find the fun with that style of play. And then you came back and you're like, I need to chill out about it, right? And just go with the, go with the flow. And I think we broadly met in the middle. 100%. Like, is that fair to say? I definitely feel like you were more chilled out about it. I definitely feel like I stepped up and I, like, I was getting kills at the end and of we're it. Getting, was, we're doing way better, yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think that, that break, that reset happened. Uh, uh, sorry, that, that helped a lot. But what really made it happen for us, I think, is that, that communication and the, the positive feedback that grew from us just being able to be like, right, this isn't working. We need to try something else. Now- the- how do you do this in a situation that has blown up way further and you've got someone now who, who you're describing as toxic, right? How do you get them to realize that, you know, they, they, there needs to be some meeting in the middle? I have a good idea here. Go on. So I'm going to run into the assumption that Alwyn and the other less talented members of their teams yep. are inclined to, are at least tacitly interested in getting better. Because Alwyn mentions that he doesn't mind, but he doesn't, he's not finding the feedback useful. Mm-hmm. So I think you can split this. I think you just need to make a delineation. And this is what we do when we play League, because we're one of these people who, like, there's a wide disparity in skill with people I play League. Yeah. Very wide. Yeah. And when we play with other guys, there's guys we play with who are, like, in, like, Platinum. Um, And the way you have to do it is you have to decide in any given game whether this is a game you're trying to win yeah. or a game you're trying to have fun. And there and games do this for you. This is why ranked queues yep. exist. Yep. In terms of getting, in terms of improving, if you want to improve at Magic, sign for chatfireball.com slash pro. If you want to improve at League, the biggest improvement I ever had from League was watching other people play. Yeah. Pick a champion you like, watch them play a game where they go 16 and 0, and that's it. Now, the perfect thing you think you can do here, especially in League, is clashes in two weeks. Register a clash team with the five of you and be like, okay, we're going to try hard and we're going to try to win yep. and practice and then we're going to try and win in the clash. And offer other- your friend a leadership position in that. Exactly. Make him yep. team captain. Yeah. And say, you're, you know, if you want us to come up to your level and now's your chance, we, we're at your back. But the other times, if you're like, hey, we're just playing normals yep. and listen, I really want to play, you know. PK Volleybear. Well, that's AP Volibear is fine. I, I'm talking like I really want to play like Fiddlesticks Timo ABC, Timo Jungle, Tank okay. Timo. I nearly yeah, got like, there. Very close. Yeah, that's then that's what that's for. And having that separation, like fun, can be fun when it's silly. And I know I sound like a mom when I say this, but fun can be more fun with rules sometimes. And some of the most fun I've had playing League is in Clash with my friends. When people who are very casual usually yeah. are like looking up who we're going to be playing against, figuring out what champions stepping, they play, who we want to pick to yeah. counter, all that stuff. Yep. And some of the, but some of the like other most fun I've had is trying to be like, I wonder if I can play Garen in the jungle. Spoilers, you can't. It doesn't work. So <laughs> that kind of stuff. I um, think having a separation between your your yeah. intent is useful. And what your friend needs to see, and you can just put this podcast on. I'll, I'll tell them directly. You can, you can, you can scrub forward to this part and just play this. Hey, what's up, man? Listen, I know where you're at with this situation because many people are like this. But you need to realize that for some people, winning isn't everything. And when they say, "Hey, we just want to play for fun," you think, "Well, of course, winning is fun." That's not the case for everyone. 
That's not the case for everyone. And that's why formats like EDH, formats like Brawl exist in Magic. And it's why there are normal queues in League. So you can just muck around and have some fun. And you might be one of those people who isn't able to separate winning from fun right? You might be one of those people who is like, I can't have fun unless I'm winning. And that's a difficult thing to criticize because that's just how some people are wired, right? But you got to realize that you are, you are actually the, the net level of fun that that, that that attitude is bringing to the world is negative because you're, you're negatively impacting the fun that other people are having. So you got to take one for the team. You got to sit in the back. You got, you got to put that, your drive on the back burn and lean into the casual, the silliness. Because again, we talked about this, especially if there's going to be an opportunity for people to flex their competitive muscles. And if this person is going to be a big part of that, then this is, you can have your cake and eat it too. You have your casual cues, you have your competitive cues, but you've got to divorce yourself from this idea that the only way to have fun in these games is to win because it's not the case. Even if it is for you, it is not universally the case. And you're dragging people down. If you hold on to that, you know, myopically and refuse to acknowledge that other people can have fun in other ways. I have something to add to that. Speaking directly to this person, Alwyn's friend, who was the overly competitive one. <clears throat> Mate, if you push these people to get better, all they're going to do is drag your team MMR up. You want to be playing against you play bad scrubs. players, yeah. man. That's it. Like, what, like, how, like, honestly, like, if you're playing ranked and you're losing rank or whatever, but if you're playing and, and, you know, and you're, yeah, your team loses, but you go 16 and two, I think that's fine, man. You don't want to give that up. <laughs> I would <laughs> you not give those easy pickings up. Right? I would not push these people up too hard to be with you. You want to keep that KDA pristine. Baby. Yeah, that's it. And the thing is, people will admire that and you don't need to rub their face in it, right? People are like, oh, wow, you went 16 and two. They're going to be like, that's amazing. But you don't just be like, yeah, and all of you guys are scrubs. You can just go yeah. inside. <laughs> I'm kidding. Just, you sh- that is not a reason to do this. No, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm saying don't do that. But like you can be the end boss. Like you can be the best player in your team without being a dick about it. And I think that's the, that's the needle that this person needs to thread here. And it's possible. Right? Heavy is the cross of the carry, Riley. But maybe is that a source of fun? Of just being, oh, yes, you. I Sa- think so. Saved you again. Don't worry. I'll be here when you need it. We next were time. playing Apex, me, yeah. you, and DC. Yeah. Yeah. And you two, and DC's better than both of us, but that doesn't matter. Both of us combined. <laughs> and DC's just like, I got you. Don't worry about it. And then you, Dennis, mm. you're going to tell him this story? Oh, my God. No, you should tell. I think you tell it better. I so, like hearing it better. So Dennis, so I was playing with I was playing with DC and Dennis, and the skill rating for DC and Dennis is it goes me at the bottom, and then you know a couple of steps up Dennis, and then like a mile up yeah. DC, right? He's he's been playing for years and years, and he's very very good. Anyway, we're playing, we get into a fight, we win by the skin of our teeth. DC and I are down. Dennis is. Did you have a self revive? I think. I think Dennis, so. Dennis, no, I ulted. I ulted. I mirage ulted, and they left. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so mirage ulted. So he basically put out a bunch of clones, and the, the, he, he, we won the fight by the absolute skin of our teeth, right? And then it's like, whoo! All right, okay. I'll grab you a banners so I can I can respawn you. Let me have a quick look in these uh, loot boxes, and then I'm like, Dennis, Dennis, the ring, right? Because if you outside the ring, then you start taking da- start taking damage. The ring comes in on Dennis, who immediately books it in the direction that the game is telling him to go, right towards the like the safe area, the cardinal direction, yeah, as the crow flies. Where an enormous cliff was preventing him from getting this way, right? He couldn't get through this way. I'm like, you have to, it's, it's done, man. You're out. You're stuck. You are stuck here. He's like, no, no, don't worry about it. He turns around, goes in the polar opposite direction, across a bridge and around a thing into the ring, right? And the entire way he, to this, this re- respawn beacon, he is filling himself full of the med kits, full of the, the, the health juice. Ale like, was eating the wheels of cheese in Skyrim. Exactly. The, the entire way he's having to do this, right? I spent, I think, genuinely two to three minutes outside of the ring. Because, because he had to backtrack so far. Yeah. 
and he drags our sorry asses to this respawn beacon and hammers it there like that and then goes around and opens all the bins for us around this respawn beacon just having everything ready for us and oh my goodness like i i think personally i mean i love the story exists but i think personally the smug points that dennis got from this are absolutely not worth it really we won that game i, I was going to get to the best part <laughs> of that, right? because dc and i fall down we open it we get to all the bins you lose all your gear we have no gear. We we loot all the bins. We move on. We keep looting like that. We get like two care packages to get the best weapons in the game. And then we get stuck in the tiny ring in this building. And we're there. Like my heart is going a million miles an hour. We go and we actually win a game. When I was like, chuck it in, Dan. Like scoop, concede. We're done. There's no way. You've got to cross this bridge. You've got to go through this. You've got to go through the storm. Like you've got no chance. And and Dennis carried us on his big strong That's arms. Something, something I learned from Marshall Sutcliffe, right? He never concede. Never concede. Never concede the Reduke school of thought. It was, um, look, it was awful, and I wish it hadn't happened because now Dennis can just, I mean, he's just got that in his back pocket <laughs> forever. But here's the thing. I got thing. that in my back pocket right next to you in DC. Here's, here's the thing, right? Dennis manifests this energy in a really positive way, right? I don't mind. I guess it does. I mean, look. You know, Alwyn said, oh, I'm I'm being overly sensitive when it comes to his criticism. I don't know how f- harsh these criticisms are. Maybe you're being too sensitive. Maybe you're not. Maybe this person needs to reel in their, their criticisms. But if they can get some of that Dennis energy being like, that, oh, saved you again, like that sort of thing, without being like, saved you again because you were so bad and you should feel bad about it, everyone's going to have a better time. I like, think- we, we have people in our, in our play group who are worse than others. And I'll play a lane with them and they'll support. And Nikki, Nikki, if you're listening to this, I don't mean you. That is not what I'm talking about. <laughs> because when we when we play bot lane together, I am the problem, not you. Yep, because yep. when you play bot lane with other people, we win. And when I play bot lane with other people, we lose. So I'm the problem, not you. Um, and if they're supporting me, I'll, I'll be like, I'll like, right, imagine like we're playing. If I, if I was like, ah, Riley, no, you're killing me. No! I think that's a very different to, oh, again. Yeah. Okay, cool. Again, yeah, exactly. And and it is, it is so he, here is the thing. The position that this person is in is fine. They're allowed to be better. They're allowed to know that they're better. And they're allowed to want you guys to also be better, right? The problem is 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 in how those feelings, how that energy manifests itself. And if you start going like, oh, you're all trash. I don't know what you, you're such an idiot. Why are you in that position? Why are you queuing when you should be Wing? Like whatever, right? That's not doing anyone any favors. It's also not making this person feel better about themselves, right? This person needs to be put into a position where they are, sure, one of the better players, right? Someone that people maybe look up to or want to emulate or whatever. But they do it in a way that doesn't make other people it, – it, it, it's bringing everyone up, right, rather than punching mm-hmm. down. And and that's a really important distinction. And if this person is reasonable, they will listen to this the, the, the rhetoric that we've sort of delivered here and they will be able to adjust their expectations. But the really important thing they need to realize is that it is not all about winning. That might sound trite, it might sound cliche, and a lot of people who are very competitive are going to dismiss that, but it, it's it's just not all about winning, and you can have fun without winning. Alwyn, I want a follow-up question, because now I am determined to get you to be better than this person. So please write in what positions you play in league and what champions you play. I'm not, I, I, you could be better than me for all I know, but I, I want, I'm going to send you all the resources you could possibly ever need because I'm so determined for you to be better than this guy now. See, I mean, that's one solution, but I don't even think that's necessarily even the best way to do it. It's oh, just, no, it doesn't solve the problem at all. This no. This is just my, like, no, 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 God, no. But this, <laughs> this, it's just for me. <laughs> but um, I, I think that, yeah, just a, just an attitude adjustment on the on behalf of, on the part of this player. And also, as Dennis said, op- carving out some space for this player to play at their best will give you a good bargaining chip in order to say, well, hey, we're just mucking around this time. We're playing, you know, jungle mid Timo Bastion and I, I, I want to frog the chickens in the 
Blue Drake. I don't know, man. I did a little Those bit. Those are of, mostly words. I did. I, uh, you know what? No, everyone calls the Raptor Camp chickens. Nobody calls the Grump Camp frog. They call it Grump. So the thing that is actually a frog, it doesn't get called the frog, where the things that aren't chickens get called chickens? Correct. <laughs> League of Legends, my friends. It makes less sense to me every single day of the year. Anyway, Dennis, we, oh, best of luck, um, Alwyn, and, and please let us know how it goes. And, and I if, do want to know. Yeah, yeah I, I'd love a follow-up. And actually, you know what? Let's just put out a general call. Follow, we love follow-ups. Even if it was from a long time ago or something, like we love follow-ups. Send in a question. Send in the updates. We do love to hear that. Uh, that our or follow-up on anything. If you sent in your car for repair and didn't even tell us about it, just follow-up to let us know it's fine. Great. I'd love to hear about how, you know, the... the 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 wasp nest out in your back paddock got uh, yeah. got I just want out. to hear the ending of the story, even if I didn't hear oh. the start. If if we, we can, it's like walking in halfway through the movie. It's fine. We'll we'll, we'll piece together. The, I'll piece uh, it together. The opening, Dennis. Do you want to hear about a great prank call that I did when I was a kid? This this oh. the the pest removal reminded me here. So we <laughs> there, there's an interesting little uh, cadence uh, uh, capo to this story as well. Uh, uh, the conclusion. So when I was a kid, my mate Reese was over. It was Reese Dryzek, the guy who moved to Canberra? I miss him so. Anyway, Reese Dryzek sounds like somebody who exists in Netrunner, but I'll let that slide. Reese Dryzek, the greatest hacker the world has ever seen. Yeah, Reese Dryzek, the inventor of the neural net. Yeah. Anyway, Reese was over at my place, and we we're doing prank calls as you do, and we called up a. Um, so there was a there was a a pest removal company, right? A pest. What are they called? An extermination company. Extermination right? company. Yeah. That had a billboard on the way to on the way to school, and I was like, "Let's look them up and let's call them." So we called them, and they answered oh, the pest pest control. And we said, "Oh hi, yeah, um, we got a really bad pest problem. Wonder if you can help." And they're like, "Yeah, okay, these are kids, obviously." I said, yeah, it's just my little brother. He's just a real pest. And they're like, "Yep, very good," and hung up. Right. Gas. So, but the thing is, this billboard has been on the side of this building for so long. I, th- I might even still be there. If, if people are on, uh, if people are ever driving down Heidelberg Road in, in Melbourne, Victoria, can you tell me if the WR Gay pest control thing is still up above Clifton Hill Station? Because I'd love to know. But Dennis, <clears throat> at the age of 22. All right, here we go. WR Gay pest control. WR Gay pest control. It's a real thing. I'm right? on pestcontrol.com slash dot AU. Here they are. Dennis, at the age of 22 or 23. An old uh, air conditioning unit that wasn't in use anymore in the house that I was living in got an infestation of wasps. There was a wasp nest in my, like, oh, they were outside the house. It's sensibly, but I had a, a, a wasp infestation. Dennis, would you like to guess which pest control company I called years and years later? To have That's removed so the thing. good. I called them up. I was like, the last time... I, I didn't tell them this, but I'm like, hey, the last time I called you was when I was doing a a, a, a prank call with my friend Reese Dryzek, and they came out and they solved my wasp problem for me. It was so... It was a very... It was funny because... It, and, and it just shows. Advertising works. Billboards I, work. I'm just going to click on this button here, Riley. Is the WR Gay Pest Control member in your area? Let's see. Mm. Now, it's it could mean southern suburbs of Dublin. Maybe it they could do, mean that. Maybe it they do the northern be. suburbs, but not the southern. So, Roddy, are these real places? Crib Point? Crib Point? I've heard of Crib Point, yeah. Rosebud? Yeah, Shoreham? Ro- Rose- Shoreham, yeah. Rosebud is out down on the peninsula. It's, uh, it's, Mulgrave? It's- Hampton? Uh, I don't know. Hampton Mulgra- Park, I know East. Mulgrave. I don't know Hampton. HMAS Cerberus? This is like an aircraft carrier. Uh, I think that's down by Phillip Island. What the hell is HMAS Cerberus? I think that's a ship it's down... It's a city. I think it's a. It's named after a it's ship. It's a navy obviously. base. It's a navy base. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Is it is it down by Phillip Island? This is not going to be interesting for anyone. Um, I was going to tell you the story that I, when I went to Rosebud, Dennis, there was a really really cool hedge maze there, and I had a great time. But if you got lost in the hedge maze, you would yell out, and a guy with stilts would come and find you, 
That's a, amazing. A guy walking on stilts would come. He couldn't. I, I got very disappointed because he couldn't step over the hedges, but he could see down and he would walk through the hedge to come and find you. It's on the mainland, but it's it's this little like, I guess you'd call it like a peninsula that juts out towards French Island and Phillip Island. Yeah, so it's near Phillip Island. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah anyway. It's near somewhere. It's, it's Crib Point is there. Yeah. So WR Gay, for all of your pest control needs, and I can say a personal attestation of their efficacy. Can I tell you that as well? Because they did a great job of clearing up the wasps from the house that I used to live in. So there appears to be a military base here. Fine. Yeah. But it appears that the town around it is also just called HMAS Cerberus. Uh, yeah. It's HMAS Cerberus, a city in Australia. Yeah. Crit and point. like HMAS Cerberus Gymnasium. Yeah, I think that's very the, the, common though. Like I've been, to, I've seen, I've drove, driven past military bases in the United States where it's just an entire town. They have like a Wendy's in it. Yeah, this has the. But okay, interesting, interesting distinction here. And then we can move on. First of all, there's the Australian Post Office. No yeah. problem. Fine. Yeah, that's fine. Then yeah. there's the Australian Military Bank. Okay, fine. Not Next up though is the Defence Bank. Is that ah. a fake bank for robbers so they don't get to the Australian military? The bank? defense bank, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a bank that's really, really well well armed and defended, but then you open up the vault and inside it's just a letter being like, not today. Not today. And then it's a it's a little gun pointing out yeah, the, yeah. the letter. Um All right, right. ordinarily I would say we should do Octane at River or Scrimy River or Gank Me from River, but I think we've kind of covered that. We have kind of covered it. Dennis and I have been playing a lot of Apex. We've been loving it. You should play it too. Uh it's a Oh, bank- you finished Snake Eater. Oh, do we need to talk about that? We don't need to. But Let's okay. Did. Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid Three. Oh no, we talked about it. We talked about no, it last we week. We did. No, last the last week we recorded was before the end of the new year. I know, but we talked about. Oh, I can't remember if we we're going to do a full recap. Anyway, MGS Three, amazing, best game of the series by uh, quite a wide margin. I think. When did you finish Sneak Eater? We finished it on Saturday, so it did come out after. Yeah, it was after this. Yeah, yeah. But okay. I think we did anyway. the rundown. On, on I think the you're game. right. Yeah, I think we did the rundown last week. Anyway, it's fantastic, obviously. Oh, we're going to play Metal Gear Solid 4. Dennis is itching too. I'm like... I keep sending him gifts. I, I need to recharge the MGS batteries, but we will play Riley, 4 eventually. Go on. Would you stream it with me? Do you want to stream it? Are people going to be interested in that? Why not? Yeah, sure, why not? All right, we can stream it. I mean, does that justify it to you a little more? What, playing MGS 4? Like, Yeah. I don't need to be. I want to play it. It's like I, yeah, I but I want to play it sooner than you want to play it. Oh right, no. I, I think it's probably like it'll be a couple of weeks. I think, man. We'll get we'll okay, get to okay. it. We've also okay. got Halo. Like we got to go back to Halo. That's true. We also have squadrons. <laughs> oh yeah, we both bought squadrons. Have you opened it? No, <laughs> no. I've played through like some of the campaign. It wasn't as good as I hoped it would be. Unfortunately, yeah. Anyway, great show, Dennis. I've had a great time. Yeah. I have a great time. I've too. had a great time, and uh, please do keep sending in your advice questions. We're going to try to get some more guests on the show as well. That's something we often. Yes, we, please we, let us know who you'd like to have on the show. I was going to say we dropped the ball on it. We hardly ever actually pick up the ball, um, but we've uh, we, we're going to get in touch with some people. And if you've got if you've got some ideas, please uh, please let us know on Twitter. It's probably the best way to do that. If you've got an idea for all the Discord, bit.ly slash join around this Discord, um, and you can let us know who you'd like to have on the show. But uh, we'll be reaching out to people, I think, and, uh, and trying to get them on. But, uh, yeah, uh, right. I just I did just have some feedback for you about how that episode went. I think there was a couple of sections in the middle where you could have talked over me a little bit less. And there was a couple of sections towards the end where I think you could have made your points a little more succinctly. It's just something to keep in mind for next time. If you want to keep improving at your podcasting, it's just something to keep in mind. Well, that's the first time I've ever heard anyone accuse me of talking for longer than I need to. So I don't know how uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how relevant. I don't know how important that feedback is. I would I call that a talent. That's a, that's a quiver in the Riley bow. I think that's very funny. One time I was recording this thing for Watsy. And uh, the the director, right? And th- this director is is known for being very uh, diplomatic, being ve- like being a real, um, what's the way to put it? 
this an excellent communicator in many ways, right? right? And uh, it was very funny because it was one of the most forthright pieces of feedback I'd ever received when he just said, Riley, when you ask a question, you don't need to ask it a second time. <laughs> I was like, right, okay, fair enough. I get it. Like, because I do stuff like, so Dennis, you really like this Abzan midrange deck. Tell us, why is this Abzan midrange deck such a, a favorite of yours? What's so good about it? Let's just ask him twice. Yeah. Oh, it's three times even like that, right? Yeah. Um, and it was a really, it was a really salient point and well made. And I've tried to keep that in mind and broadly failed. But thanks for the feedback all the same. It was, uh, you know. It was useful. It was useful feedback. All right. I think we're we're good. We're out of here. Thank you to Joachim Karad. Send your questions in on the Discord, like Riley said. Please Mm -hmm. let us know who you want to have on the podcast. Probably us on Twitter. Just tag him. Just tag him every day. Shawshank him. Yep. Shawshank him. We're still actively actively inciting harassment on other Magic the Gathering personalities. Well, not even Magic the Gathering, which, you know, we want Rock the Dwayne Johnson. That's still That's true. Still on the docket. Still on the docket. Still on the rocket. Hasn't happened, though. Anyway, but we'll uh, one day. All right. We're out of here. Thanks, Joachim Karad. Thank you to you, the listener. And thank you, Dennis. Thanks to me too. Stay fresh, cheese bags.